Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. You know what sounds that is? That's the sound of the Bass Kayak and Beers podcast. On the Paddle and Fin Network, I'm almost out of my allergies, so decided today I'm going to um, have my little Jungleland beer um, on this episode. So that's an official, official crack opening beer sound that we have for as the start of our show like we usually do. I know I haven't done it in the last couple episodes because I was dealing with allergies and medication and all that. But anyways, um, quick... Uh, Quick recap on a couple of things. First of all, this episode that I'm recording was actually going to come out at the end of April, but for things that we'll get into in this episode, I actually put it um, ahead. So a couple of the intros might not coincide because the episode that's actually supposed to come out today, which actually with Cody Milton, who won the, the two-day pro series at Caddo on the KBF uh, was supposed to come in today. But again, we'll get into details why I should switch it around once we get to the episode. There's a lot of important things that are going to be discussed in this episode that I wanted to get out as quick as possible. So the intro might kind of confuse you because the intro on the other episode, it seems like it's for this week. So anyways, uh, recap of my week. Finally did my tournament for Whitney Lake for the Northeast Texas Kayak Championship. This is my first time doing the Northeast Texas Kayak Championship. I think the tournament director is Duke Tran, and I forgot the name of the other gentleman that um, um, runs the tournament along with Duke Tran. But they are a run. Um, they both uh, work for Mariner Sales. Um, so I guess Mariner Sales is the main sponsor for um, the North Texas Kayak Fishing Championship, you might say. They also got Western Sound Vodka and a couple of cool other sponsorship. I was really impressed with the way that tournament is run. It's very fun. Uh, the guys running the tournament make it very fun and really put an emphasis on enjoying this tournament. Um, great group of guys. It was 80 tournaments. Almost all of them showed up to the award ceremony. If you're looking forward to, you know, getting to tournament fishing for kayak fishing and you happen to live in the North Texas or Central Texas area, consider North Texas kayak fishing. Southeast Texas kayak bass league is also a great one if you live further down. Um, but if you live closer to the DFW Metroplex or North Texas, go check them out. I'm honestly really impressed with how well they run the tournament. In the award ceremony, they do raffles. I mean... There were 80 of us, and pretty much everybody 
wound up with some type of of uh, a prize on the raffle. I mean, there were raffles for everybody, pretty much everybody. Almost everybody walked out there, whether they caught a fish or not, walked out with something. I actually walked out with an FPV battery, which I plan to integrate into my kayak. I'm not sure how to want to integrate it. It's a 12 uh, volt, 17 amp, but I was, I mean, it's a $300 battery that I got in a raffle just for showing up. As far as the tournament goes, um, Whitney Lake, if you're not familiar with it, it's very clear water, pre-fished north of Whitney Lake, upriver, that didn't work out. Um, and then I pre-fished Friday, the day before the tournament, closer by the dam in some creeks uh, that were uh, protected from the wind because it was really windy the whole week, even uh, leading up to the tournament, even at the tournament. Found a lot of beds, a lot of bass bedding. I marked it on my graph. I only tried catching two. Uh, I only cast it into two beds just to get an idea of what they were looking at. I caught really quickly the two uh, on the beds. So there were uh, on the bass that I found on beds. I, like I said, I cast it into two of them, and both of them I caught them pretty quickly. So I was really comfortable going in. Um, I thought I was at least going to get a five limit. Um, Saturday rolled around, got there early. Found the beds. A couple of the beds that I found, the bass were no longer there. They just left. One of them could have been my fault because that's one of the ones that I actually caught a fish on, which was the male. And I think my mistake was when I was measuring it, kind of get a feel of how big it was. I drifted um, from the wind and I dropped him off probably too far from his bed. And one of the things that I've learned about fishing is if you pull that male too early out of the bed, the female is going to leave the nest. And that's great insight. I'm telling you this because I recorded this the day before the tournament. I recorded with Cody Milton. And again, that's going to be next week's tournament. And we talked a lot about that, that, you know, the, I guess the prevailing thought is if you're casting into a bed and the male keeps grabbing the bait, keep the male. If you can, depending on the tournament, some tournaments you cannot keep the male on the net or tethered. What other anglers do is they'll, you know, take the male and they'll just, you know, release him like 50 yards away from the nest. That doesn't always work that way. And what I've learned is if the male, if the female has not laid her eggs, then she's going to leave the nest more times than not if the male is not there because remember the male is the one that sets up the the stage for the bed so if the male is not there then there's no reason for the female to be there so keep that in mind if you're really really early stages of uh, spawning if she hasn't laid her eggs and you go the route of releasing the male far away so you can go back to the bed and try to catch the female that male is no longer there and she hasn't laid her eggs She's probably going to leave. That's one of the things that probably affected me. Other than that, the other beds, I even found more beds on Saturday. Um, big bass in it. And I just couldn't get them to bite. I ended up with two bass. Um, and the third bass, which is a female, I switched setups. I switched to a net rig. And I hadn't used that setup in a while, and I guess I had it way too tight, and she broke off. She was like an 18-inch big female. Um, either way, it wouldn't make a difference as far as me landing in the money. So I, if at best, would have ended with um, three bass. But it was disappointing. 
in a way, not catching my five limit, but it was enjoying. I enjoy bed fishing. I think it's pretty cool, um, especially when such clear water sightseeing. It brings a different challenge. But anyways, that was the tournament. Not the result that I wanted, but I still have fun. And again, go check out North Texas Kayak Championship if you're interested in going in the tournament route. I think they don't have an Instagram account. They do have a Facebook account. You can also contact Mariner Sales out of Dallas. They're the ones who run that tournament. And again, it's Duke Tran, and I apologize. forgot the name of the other gentleman that runs the tournament with Duke. But anyways, today's guest is Brandon Mays from That Bass Fishing Dude. We're going to be talking about his social media, his latest trip to Broken Bow, Oklahoma, and his autism awareness campaign, which is really important. He was going. He was also on the live show with Brian Shearer, the OG show that uh, that was on Thursday night. The, uh, if you're looking, if you missed the live show, you can catch the episode on our uh, Paddle and Fin podcast. So you can learn more about the autism awareness campaign. So, anyways, uh, before we go to a quick commercial, uh, big thank you to Douglas Rod. As always, go to DouglasOutdoors.com. Check out their full lineup of LRS, X-Matrix, and award-winning fly fishing rods. Quick commercial from Waypoints, and then we'll have Brandon joining us. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Mr. Brandon Mays playing with his phone right there. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> What's up, dude? You know, that was a long intro. I got you on the green room for a while. Nah, man, it's all good. No, no hurry, no rush for me. I'm, I'm ready whenever you are. I'm here nah, for man, you, buddy. Nah, man, I appreciate you coming to the show. You were here about... I want to say a little more than a year ago. First time we recorded that episode, I think it lasted like an hour and 30 minutes. We talked a bunch yeah, about a social media, moment. man. That was a good while ago, man. That was probably over a year ago. It's been a minute. Yeah, man. But ever since then, I mean, uh, you and I have kept in contact, which I try to do with all my guests. You know, I try to keep in contact and show them it's not just about having you on and, you know, helping me get more listeners, but I also appreciate you know, what you do for the kayak fishing community. I know you got your missing social media platform, that Bass Fishing Dude, and I want to talk a little bit about that. One of the things that I really appreciate about you, Brandon, and I, and again, I've met you since, since you, pretty much since you got started in, in, in the social media, right around before you even hit 10K. Um, I've reached out to you for advice. I remember um, you, can't, you, you reached out, you answered my questions and my requests and you looked at my account and you told me, Hey, this is what you should do, be doing. This is what you're not doing. This is what you should be doing. And this is the result that you should expect. Um, 
I'm not a huge social media guy, but I always appreciated the insight that you brought and the fact that you really care about your followers and, and the people that, you know, follow you on, on your adventures. Let's let's recap a little bit about that. Now that it's been like you're, you know, back then you were at the 10K, you now ride around 25K or pop and growing. Um, how's it been that journey now of just, you know, achieving what you've been able to achieve with your social media? Well, it's been a it's been a pretty wild ride, a wild and interesting ride uh, up to this point, at least. I mean, whenever we first, you know, linked up on the very first podcast, I was right around that 10K mark. Um, you know, we had obviously had been communicating with each other prior to that. And, um, you know, it's been it's been it's been a lot different, you know, over the last year, year and a half or so. You know, the growth um, on social media has changed a lot. Yep. Um, you know, accounts are definitely in the fishing space, not growing at the, at the same rate of speed that they were in the past. Um, some are not growing at all. You know, <laughs> you know, you could say. Um, but, you know, I've, I've always had this philosophy that, you know, the, the number to me has never really, really mattered. It's never been about the number or the size of my platform or anything like that. It's always been, you know, go hard for the people that go hard for me, you know, and that mm -hmm. that's something that I've always just been focused on. And I've always tried to maintain um, in my mindset is that, you know, the number at the end of the day doesn't matter. You know, focus on the people that do follow you, that that are rocking mm -hmm. with you. And, and go as hard as possible for those people, you know, not only for them, but, you know, for yourself, you know, I mean, I do this for me at the end of the day, I really and truly genuinely do love, you know, fishing, I love documenting my, my fishing journey, I love, you know, taking the photos and creating the videos and sharing my story. Um, you know, I love doing that, you know, so the, the whole aspect of the social media fishing thing for me. It's fun. It's something I, I genuinely enjoy doing. You know, I, this is not something that I, I do for clout or, you know, I'm, I'm looking to stroke my ego or anything like that. You know, I'm, I'm just focused on learning to be the best possible angler that I can be and inspiring others out here to to do the same, you know, be the best possible angler that they can. And, and the and the through way to that is is through paddle sports. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, you know, kayak fishing. You know, that's something that I feel like changed my life. Um, you know, coming from my military service and into the civilian world and, you know, through the vast hobbies that I've had since being out of the military, I feel like, you know, kayak fishing and just fishing in general, you know, even though I fish my entire life, but the kayak fishing piece of that is new. You know, that's something that has genuinely brought a lot of joy to my life and the, my family around me. So, um, you know, it's, it's something great that I, I look forward to doing. And, you know, and I, I take that with that is that, you know, it inspires others to get out here and do the same. You know, I get, I get people that, that meet me or that come up to me and they're like, man, you know, you know, you're the reason why I bought this kayak, you know, you're the reason why I'm out here doing this, you know, and that those types of things, those types of interactions are always what's solidified for me. No, and, and I can attest to that knowing you, you know, for the last two or three years and being able and talking to you. I remember when I started, I, I like, like 500, followers, something like that. Not that that's important. I really don't care. It's not, I, I focus more on the podcast thing, but I, I appreciated the fact that, you know, you took the time to, to kind of like reach out and, and give advice and, and be honest on your opinions about, you know, how to just be, get back, grow your, your, your content. In my case, obviously it's more of about a podcast. Um, than the Instagram and all that, but it still kind of applies, you know, and how to promote yourself. And 
you and I have talked throughout, you know, the last two years. And one of the things that I really appreciate about what you do is we know that Instagram or social media in general, it's going to have like its little quirks. Like right now, Instagram is pushing the whole reels because in my opinion, they're competing with TikTok, you know, so they yeah. want. So they really control what you what, you know, they really want to control what you're putting out there. Absolutely. They're saying if you're not doing reels, then we're not gonna show your 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 content to other people, and therefore you're not gonna grow. They kind of force you to it, and I've been guilty of being like, okay, well, I tried to promote the podcast. I'll I'll play along. One thing that I really appreciate about you that you ha- you found this balance where you are saying, this is my social media, and I'm not gonna let any corporation run it. It's yeah. gonna be how I feel that is. Not necessarily focusing on engagement and likes and algorithms, but reflecting who I am and what I want my followers to enjoy or what I feel my followers are going to enjoy more. And I have mad respect for you because honestly, Brandon, the content that you have, when you look at the pictures that you have, the videos, even the, the you don't have a lot of reels because you don't really believe that 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 that's you know, that's organic or that applies to what you're trying to do. But even the ones that you do, it's just top notch. I mean, I can, I mean, when you look at other content creators, they have like a million followers or half a million followers. I'm like, their content is not even half as good as what Brandon is putting out there. I appreciate that. Where do you draw the inspiration to say, hey, oh, and you, how, where do you draw the inspiration to put the content that you put out there and why is it so important to you that it goes the way that you want it? You know, that's going to, that reflects the way that you, your personality and your experience on the water. Yeah, man. Um, first of all, I really appreciate that feedback, man. A hundred percent, man. I, I, again, you know, that, that, that solidifies for me that, you know, I'm doing the right thing. I'm making the right choices, you know, getting feedback like that. But for me, I mean, I draw a lot of inspiration from a lot of different people, man, a lot of different places. Um, you know, my family, you know, just the experiences that I go on and things like that. But for me, the biggest part of the, about, you know, the way and the reason why I do things the way that I do is it's about staying authentic and being true to myself. You know, you know, I think this space, you know, being on social media and just social media in general allows people to be really, really fake. You know, it, it allows you to put on this persona of, you know, in the public eye who, Oh, you're this person on the internet, but in real life, you're really this this trash human being, or you're just completely opposite of what you actually are on social media. And um, this space allows you to do that very easily. But, you know, something that, you know, I've, I've preached and and made sure that I maintain is, is that level of authenticity and, and realness, you know, when it comes to my social medias is that I don't dictate that away from my regular life. You know, I, you know, I don't enjoy reels. I don't enjoy TikTok. You know, I don't watch TikTok. You know, I don't watch reels. You know, most of the stuff that people are putting on reels is it it doesn't even relate to what we're even doing in this space. You know, and I think that's that's where a lot of people get lost in this stuff is they they feel like they have to conform in order to to grow or to to be successful in this space. And that's not true. You know, um, I work with some of the biggest and with literally the biggest and best brands in the industry. I mean, I literally do. I'm very, very, very well networked and very well connected in this space. And 
I don't have to do any of that stuff, you know, and that, and that's something that I think, you know, putting that out there and, you know, my brand partners, they know that they can, they have a certain level of expectation for me that they're, they're always going to get real, you know, they're always going to get authentic for me, you know, and I think that that's one of the things that allows my followers and the people that, you know, that rock with my platform to relate to me so well is because I am real with them. You know, I, I do, you know, I take that time out of, out of my personal day and out of my personal life to, to acknowledge other people, you know, you know, whereas you got guys that are, you know, smaller than me, same size as me, a little bit bigger than me, 10 times the size of me that don't, you know, and it's like, you know, I get emails, I get DMs, I get text messages, I get comments from people all the time. They're like, man, I, I just really want to just let you know that I really appreciate you, you know, responding, you know, because I mean, dude, that that little bit of interaction, dude, it goes a long way. You know, that's why I do my lives every Wednesday you know, for the most part, <laughs> you know, unless there's absolutely something going on that I just have to miss a Wednesday, but we consistently do a live every single Wednesday on my Instagram, you know, and, and we interact with people, you know, because that's, that's what it's about. At the end of the day, I wouldn't be doing any of this, you know, I would not have this platform if it wasn't for the people that follow me, you know, and that I like to give that back to them. You know, I genuinely enjoy interacting with, you know, my followers. It's fun for me to hear, you know, their stories and, and understand the, the the things that they go through when it comes to fishing and, and follow along on their learning journey to becoming better anglers or even, you know, becoming uh, kayak anglers, you know, it's, it, it's fun for me, you know, and it's, but again, you know, people get lost in this space, man, and, it, and it, it's easy to do so, you know, it's easy to be fake out here. And there are a lot of fake dudes out here. There are dudes that I used to be friends with that I used to be cool with that I'm not cool with anymore because they're super fake. And, um, you know, but you see them on social media and you're like, oh, man, they're this awesome person that's doing all this awesome stuff. And they're really not doing anything. Yeah, so. Yeah, I uh, I agree to that. It's uh, it, it comes to a time where you really have, things come out. You know, if when people are not being sincere uh, about who they are, eventually it'll come out. And one of the things that I appreciate about you and knowing you personally and hanging out with you and all that and actually fishing with you is that you always keep it like sincere. You're always yourself. Um, you show, you know, the, your accomplishments, but you also saw your vulnerable side oh, um, on, on your videos. And one of the things that I really appreciate about you, Neil, and a lot of content creators do not want to go into a tournament, whether it's bass boat or a kayak fishing tournament, because they don't want to get exposed. Now you're in a, you're a solid angler regardless, but you do have made a point that you're not just going to be a, uh, social media, Instagram model kind of thing. You're just going to put out yourself out there. Sometimes sometimes there's good, sometimes there's bad, sometimes it's ugly. But you're going to put it out there. And I've seen your social media. You have your, your trips where you, uh, where you just go out fishing. Um, you have also your tournament season um, uh, recaps. What got you into tournament fishing is this something that you really enjoyed or you just made it a point to say hey you know what i want to show that i'm not just an angler that i can that i'm a, that i'm not a let me let me rephrase that in your mind are you do you enjoy the kayak fishing tournaments or, or it's not that you don't enjoy it but do you actually got into it to show hey i'm not just an instagram uh, content creator. I'm also a serious angler when it comes to this, and I have a competitive side, and I'm willing to mix it up. 
what was your idea of actually going into tournament? Because for one thing, it does take away from being able to create content. Now, when you focus on a tournament, you don't want to embarrass yourself. So there's a lot of pre-fishing and you're going to have to go to lakes where you maybe you're not as strong with. I mean, if you wanted to go the content route, you could easily just go to the lakes that you're good at and slay them and pull cool videos. But that takes you away. And that's my point. So a lot of people understand, well, if you're in, in a tournament, you can still record. Yeah, but it's a different element because you're you're out of your element a lot of times when you're in a tournament. Yeah, man. Walk me uh, through that. What was the reason behind it? And what are you looking forward to? So it's really funny. You know, the whole tournament thing, dude. Like, I mean, if you think, think back two years ago, you know, you could have asked me if I would have ever fished a kayak tournament. I would have told you flat out no. Um, and the reason behind that is, is because, you know, I think about tournament anglers in general as a whole. But for the most part, what I think about is the the full time tournament angler, like your your Christine Fishers, you know, your Catherine Fields, you know, Guillermo, you know, these guys that are traveling around the country, you know, day in, day out fishing these tournaments. That's that's where they're making their money. You know, some of these guys obviously have jobs on the back end. They got a lot of saved up PTO and they're just traveling and fishing. But for the most part, they're out here working. You know, this is this is work. You know, when you think about tournament fishing, tournament angling as a whole, that's a job. You know, it's really a full time gig. And um, two years ago, bro, you couldn't you couldn't have paid me to fish a tournament because I was like, you know, I, I love fishing so much that I don't want the fishing that I do to turn into work. And um, but last year. Um, you know, when, you know, ACK, Austin Canoe and Kayak, you know, they had a, they host actually the, well, it's no longer existing, but the longest standing kayak tournament in the country, the Cats Tournament Trail. And, um, you know, this tournament trail is super old. Greg Blanchard used to fish this back in the day. And, um, you know, with ACK being one of my brand partners, and obviously they have a lot of sponsorships with a lot of my existing brand partners, it, it just made it easy, you know, for me to, you know, to dip a toe into it. And, um, you know, the cool thing about it was, is that, you know, I get to fish a lot of new bodies of water, stuff that I I, I don't get to fish all the time, you know. So, I mean, I'm, I'm up here in Dallas, so, you know, we fish all this crap up here all the time. And, um, but I get an opportunity to fish a lot of new bodies of water that I, I would not normally get to fish unless I'm traveling there to, you know, shoot content or, you know, shoot and have an adventure or whatever. So, you know, I dipped a toe into it, man, and, and I fell in love with it just because tournament fishing is a lot of fun. You know, it, it really is fun at the end of the day, especially if you go into it with an open mind and you don't go into it with a mindset of, oh, I have to win this tournament. You know, yeah, sure. You pay your money, you pay an entry fee to get into this tournament to go out here and fish against, you know, a lot of the, you know, some really great talent, but just go into it with an open mind and go out there with the mentality of my goal at the end of the day is to put five fish in the boat. So my first year of tournament fishing um, was tough. I, I actually only ended up fishing three of the tournaments out of that out of that series, mainly because I, I did not have my kayak at the time. I was fishing out of a loner boat. And um I was fishing with no electronics. I was not getting to pre-fish any of these lakes because I mean I'm in Dallas. Most of these lakes are in south and east southeast and uh, central Texas. So you know I'm basically pulling up the night before the tournament, you know, going to sleep, waking up first thing, tournament morning, getting out there fishing, which is fun. You know, I, I do enjoy the aspect of pulling up on a body of water that I've never been to and figuring it out. You know, that's something that I, I've always been really good at doing. Um, you know, no amount of map study on the planet is good is as good as going out there and actually 
putting your boat in the water and actually going out there and seeing what it looks like. So, you know, I did terrible. You know, it I, it wasn't, again, it wasn't about winning. It wasn't about going out here. You know, sure, if I had to cut a check, I would have been floored by it, you know, but that wasn't what it was about for me. You know, it was just about going out there and trying to put five fish in the boat whenever it counts because when it matters because that's what the goal is. You got to get five fish in the boat. You need a limit. First two tournaments, I did not catch a single fish. First two tournaments, I didn't catch a single fish. And um, came out of those tournaments, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't down about it. I wasn't like, man, you know, I just was like, man, what do I got to do to get out here and do better the next time? And then I uh, finally got my boat, you know, in the, my first tournament that I got the fish where I actually had, you know, my graph and, you know, had a setup where I was dialed in and I was comfortable was I fished Choke Canyon for the first time. And um, again, rolled up on this lake. This lake is six and a half hours away from me. Pull up on this lake, man. Get out there. And I have an absolute day, bro. I'm talking a day. And um. I'm putting fish in the boat and that's all that mattered, you know, and then, you know, a little uh, technicality happened towards the end of the day. All my fish ended up getting disqualified at two o'clock in the afternoon because of my hand placement, because I have giant hands, but uh, that's neither here nor there. It was a learning moment, uh, a moment I took to learn from. And then, uh, you know, roll into this year, you know, tournament season volume two, you know, I, I went back into this with the mindset that I want to go back out here and I want to do better than I did last year. You know, I enjoy the aspect of the tournament of competitive fishing just because you get to meet a lot of cool people, man. You know, tournament guys are way different than social media dudes, you know. And, and you know, you ask that question of, you know, do I did I do this because I want to prove something? And and it, it's a little bit of it's a two part piece to that. It's it's yes, I do actually enjoy competitive angling. But at the same time, yes, I, I am out there to prove that I'm not just this social media, you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Personality, you know, that is just out here making YouTube videos. Because at the end of the day, that's not what I am. I, I'm an angler. At the end of the day. I'm a fisherman. I, I love to fish and I can go out here and I can hang with the big boys with no problems. And um, and I've done that. You know, I, I've successfully this year, this season, I, I've been fishing the Southeast Texas KBL, which is a, a solid solid trail man with some, some serious talent in it and um i've been fishing this trail i've fished every single event this year this season so far and um i'm basically pulling up you know two days before the tournament essentially i get a full day of practice in you know i don't i don't do a full day of practice i usually just i, I study the maps and do all the other stuff i narrow down where i want to fish and then i go out for about two hours on practice day just to kind of look at things um, i might make five or six casts in practice but I'm not looking to put any fish in the boat. I want to go out there, mark fish, find fish, and I want to come back and pick them up on tournament day. So, um, but yeah, man, for me, dude, it, it's um, it's it's a little bit of a proving thing for me. But I've gone out this year, this season, and I've put five fish in the boat every single time, and uh, that's something that I, I'm proud to say that I'm able to that I've been able to do consistently. You know, because consistency is a big thing. You know, when it comes to, to tournament fishing, you know, I've I've really dialed in how I fish. You know, mainly in just for the tournament thing, just allowing me to find fish quickly, being able to get on fish quickly, good fish at that. That's also carried over into how I fish in the normal way, you know, just for my my leisurely adventure chasing fishing. So, you know, at the tournament side of the house thing, it, it's a lot of fun, man. And I mean, I, I really do enjoy doing it. And uh, as far as the creating content from it, it's easy. You know, it's an opportunity for me to to show 
a different side of the fishing that I do because I'm an adventure-based angler. You know, me and Charlie, we put together, you know, these sins that we're going to go on and we tell these really awesome stories. You know, we catch fish or we don't, you know, or whatever it is we get, you know, we break a bunch of stuff. We, we don't, you know, whatever it may be, you know, um, we, we always show the good with the bad um, because that's what fishing is. You know, fishing is not a, a big highlight reel. You know, a lot of these guys I hear that make these YouTube videos, they're making these just giant highlight reels. You know, everything's hook set, hook set, hook set, cat fish, big fish, this fish, that fish, you know. They don't ever show the realities of what fishing is. Fishing is a struggle a lot of times, you know, and uh, that's what we t we like to show that, you know, we like to show people what the realities of fishing really are. It's hard. You know, fishing is tough and it does. To, it's got a learning curve to it. But I mean, whenever you have good days and you have bad days in the water, but the content creation aspect of it is, is that it's easy to make those videos, man. Like I, I make, you know, my tourney season videos are probably no joke some of my most popular uploads. This is all GoPro footage, you know, two angles, but it all tells a story. You know, it, even though, you know, it's a tournament, it still tells a story about what's actually happening, how I'm thinking and how I feel in the moment. You know, it, it correlates all of that across the spectrum. And it allows me to put out these really, really good videos, you know, that give people insight into what a tournament actually looks like. You know, they, they get to see the struggles, you know, they get to see the triumphs, you know, they get to see all of that. And and that's what it's about for me, man. That, that's what I, I get enjoyment from. Now, and it really shows in your content creation. I'm sorry, I just <clears throat> sneezing right there for a second. But it really shows in your content creation because I appreciate that you, you show the struggles too. I remember that. I can't remember what lake it was, but you <laughs> it took a little like two or three minutes trying to get that crankbait out of the, Bro. the line guides. Um, it was hilarious. I'm like, that is every single one of us. That was the Toledo Bend video, man. That was the Toledo <laughs> Bend video. That yeah. that was just wild out there, man. That that whole tournament was just nuts. Yeah. 35 plus mile per hour winds, man. Seven foot rollers, dude. But I'm out there, you know, and that yeah. and that's the thing that you know a lot of these guys aren't doing. You know, they're not going out there to this thing. You know, I I got a tournament. I'm going. I don't care rain, sleet, or shine. I don't care what's happening. I pay my entry fee just like the next guy. I'm going to be out there. I'm not I'm not not going just because oh it's raining or it's 2 degrees outside or it's 35 mile per hour winds unless the tournament director calls it. I'm going to be there. I agree. And we were both on that tournament um for Southeast Texas kayak bass league. I was yeah, using man. that one and the Hobie BOS. But yeah, man, that that day was scary. Uh that those winds were really crazy. And and you 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 went into the drink there. Fortunately, you were really close to the shore right there, but yeah, know, man, man. That, that was scary. Was. Freezing cold well. water, 30 mile per hour winds, not the day you want to fall in the water. Definitely, Definitely not, but glad, glad you, you're still with us for sure. Um, what, what would you describe yourself more? And, and the reason why I'm asking this, you see a lot of like tournament anglers. Like tournament anglers are now understanding that if you want to get First of all, you can't always, you can't just live on the winnings. I mean, unless you're pulling like a Guillermo Gonzalez, like the end of last season, where he just went on a tear and ended up winning the national championships, KBF. And I think that was, I don't know, something like $60,000, something like that. That's another story. But that that's only one person that got that, you know, that chance. Yeah, or, or, or Rolando Nandini. Yeah. Your boy and, right there is a straight up. <laughs> Yeah, and by the way, this is Orlando Nantin. I mentioned this on the podcast even when he was here. And I mentioned it actually before he won. 
Orlando Nandin, once he goes national and he has this year, watch out. He'll get he'll he'll make a race for the angler of the year for the Hobie BOS, which is the most demanding tournament. I don't know if he's gonna win it, but trust me, he is gonna be right there in the conversation for an angler of the year. 100%. And that that's how good Orlando is. It's it was like a secret here in Texas. Like nobody knew about him outside of Texas, but trust me, he's just as bit as good as yeah, most that, guys out there. That dude is a straight hand. It is. Wow. So let me go based on that. We see a lot of like Guillermo Gonzalez, Christine Fisher, Russ Snyders. Um, the list goes on and on. Drew Gregory, which are more okay, they're a tournament angler, but they understand they can't just you know live out of winnings. They need sponsorship, but with social media sponsorship. They're like, yeah, they'll value that you won, but really they want you to have a social media content. So you see a lot of this um, guys and girls, like I'm, the ones that I mentioned, they're more of a tournament angler, but they have the social media just kind of like to help them with their with their um, sponsorship. So, you yeah. know, their bread and butter is the tournament. To you, what's your bread and butter? Is it creating content or is it fishing on tournaments? <clears throat> Are you My a tournament own- angler or a content creator first? Which one? My my whole thing, man, is is really the is my relationships and my brand partnerships is what makes me the money, man. And um, you know, like I said, I, I work with the best brands in the business, and you know, my brand partners take very good care of me, you know. But at the same time, I go to the ends of the earth for my brand partners as well. And you know, the tournament side of the house is is that that's not really for my brand partners, you know. That's really just for me, you know. It, it's some it's fun. I enjoy the aspect of competitive angling. My my brand partners. You know, while, you know, sure, they they value a, a tournament angler just as much as the next person does. That's not really what they're worried about with me. You know, they they know that I create, you know. Amazing content, you know, that that captures and captivates audiences, you know, and that's what they want to be a part of is they want to be a part of my content creation and they want to help me create the best possible content that I can create. That's gonna, you know, portray, you know, their products and business in in the the best possible light imaginable, and that's what I do. You know, I make sure that I, again that I, I create the best possible content that I possibly can for my brand partners, and um and it and it works over well. You know, I'm not a salesman at the end of the day. I, I I didn't I didn't jump into this space to become a salesman. You know, so I don't make salesy types posts. You know, type posts or anything like that. And that's one of the great things about the partners that I work with is that I don't have to make those types of posts. You know, I don't have to be a salesman. You know, I again with the the authenticity piece of all of this stuff and me being the authentic person that I am and the real person that I am. You know, my followers know that if they see me wearing something specific or they use see me using something, you know, very specific, they know that that's a product that I genuinely believe in, and um, that is something that they would also believe in if they decided to use it. And that's that's where you know my conversions come from is from that type of stuff. I don't, I don't make salesy types type posts. You know, I don't say, Oh man, you need to be using X, Y, Z bait, or you need to be using X, Y, Z rods. You know, I don't, I don't do that. Kind of stuff. I don't have to do that. And um, that's what I like about my partnerships. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm a content creator, you know, first, you know, because that's, that's the big piece of it for me is, is the creation of content. You know, I mean, I genuinely love creating content. I, I love going out here, taking photos. I love being behind the camera, being in front of the camera, 
you know, I love, you know, making videos. Um, I love editing videos. You know, I love telling these awesome stories. You know, I love chasing these adventures, man, because it's fun. You know, even, even though with the tournament stuff, it's an adventure because, you know, with the Southeast Texas KBL, I think about, you know, just this season alone, there are six, six lakes on this trail. I literally have only ever fished one of them, which was Choke Canyon, which I just fished. I got Nacogdoches up next. And it's like, I've never fished any of these lakes. So we fished, you know, Fayette first, Toledo Bend. Um, uh, blah, 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 blah. There was another one, I want to say. Now we got, you know, I had Choke, and we got Nacogdoches, Conroe. I can't hear you. I was going to say, sorry, I was coughing, so I put my mute on. I was going to say it was Palestine, one of them, but no, I think that was no, North that's, Texas. Guy. I think that's North yeah. Texas, yeah. Yeah, that was North no. Texas, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but that that's just the thing. Like, so, you know, I get an opportunity to fish all these new bodies of water, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm a, I'm a content creator first, man. You know, tournament angler second, you know, but, again, I love the tournament angler side of it. And uh, it's fun. I think you have Sabine River. Sabine, that's what that's what's Sabine, up. Yeah. yeah, I got the Sabine. That, and I think that's down south. That's gonna be like a delta type, like tidal wave, uh, tidal bass. You know, yeah. are you ready that's for that? Because that that's gonna be a, a whole nother different level. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, man. I, I've never fished the Sabine, so um, it's gonna be something to. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, the classic. I'm currently, I think, I'm sitting in 20th for angler of the year. So I, right now, as it stands, I'm qualified to make the classic. Oh yeah, you'll make it. And, um, so um, I haven't won one yet. You know, as far as the tournament goes, I've been I've been placing up there though. I mean, I haven't I haven't gotten into the money yet, but um, I'm working on it, man. I'm I'm really working on it. I, I I think I got a good shot at winning one this season, or at least getting into the money one of these. Oh, you will for sure. So, um, let me ask you this now um one thing that i really impressed by overall brand of that bass fishing dude not just yourself is you have some quality sponsorship and by that i mean not necessarily i'm not calling saying like oh the big name sponsorship which you do have as well but mostly what i mean by that is the the relationship that you have with them. That's what I mean by quality sponsorship. You have Temple Fork Outfitters, which you actually designed their swim bait rod. Um, and you're, you're with the uh, Hobie Fishing and uh, a bunch of other ones that um, I know back you up and really appreciate what you're doing. Other than posting pictures on Instagram and making videos, what has built your relationship and what advice do you have to people that are looking for sponsorship, quality relationships, like long-standing relationships, such as the ones that you've earned with your sponsors? Man, that's a really good question. Man. Um, what I, I can say that has really been uh, something for me that's, that's really been valuable is just being open, you know, being open-minded and, um, be willing to have conversations with people, you know, conversations that most people aren't genuine, aren't usually ha having, you know, I mean, you think about, you know, these companies work with any and everybody, they don't work with any and everybody, but, you know, you think about, you know, I, I, I guess you could consider them pro staffs or whatever you want to call them. Um, I'm not what you would be, what you would consider to be a pro staffer because I don't promote things, 
I'm an I'm an ambassador. My my partners could consider me to be an ambassador, you know, an ambassador for the sport, an ambassador for, you know, their brand. And, you know, be an ambassador, you know, that's that's really what it is. And, you know, whenever opportunities arise or, you know, even when there there may not necessarily be something that may be brought up, you know, make yourself available. Say, hey, you know, if you guys are going to be doing any type of demo stuff or whatever it may be, you know, if there's you know, if there's some specific content that you need from me or something that, you know, you a project that you've been wanting to work on or something like that, let me know. I'm, I'm 100% open to helping you with that. You know, making yourself available and being available for your partners is key, you know, to building great relationships. And another big piece of that is, is, is show up, you know, whenever they if they if they present an opportunity for you to do something and you agree to do it, make sure you show up and you do the absolute best job that you can possibly do for them. You know, that that's what's important. That's what builds those relationships. That's what allows you to to get deeper into that company and and get, you know, more embedded into that brand for being that person for them, you know. Because you know, you could call any one of my brand partners from, you know, Scott over at Realtree, David over at NRS, you know, you can call Brad, Jim, Tom, Kim, Everybody over at Temple Fork Outfitters, you know, you can call people over at Catchco, whoever it may be, you know, they will tell you that I am that guy. You know, they are they know that they can count on me to take care of anything that they need to do. You know, whenever ACK went down, you know, I moved over to, to Mariner Sales, you know, Eris and Duke over there, Katie, you know, that the people at Mariner Sales have always taken care of me, even whenever I, when I was with ACK. You know, I could always count on Mariner to help me out with anything if I ever needed it. There was a time when my when my boat went down um, and I needed a boat, you know, for upcoming tournaments. And Duke, I'm I'm under ACK. I'm ACK is my my dealer. They are my brand partner. Duke was like, dude, he's like, give me a few minutes and I'll get back with you. Duke called me back and he said, I got a guy that's going to let you borrow his boat if you need a boat for a tournament. Um, he'll let you use his PA 14 360 if you need a boat. And it's like, it's stuff like that, man, that, you know, that, that builds those relationships. And so whenever I got, whenever ACK, you know, went out of business, you know, I reached out to, well, Duke reached out to me first. And and originally I, I did, you know, tell him, I was like, Hey, you know, I'm kind of going a different route right now, but um, I, I do appreciate you reaching out. And um, I definitely will hold that in my back pocket if something changes. And sure enough, something did shift a little bit. And I was like, you know what? It does make sense for me to go work with Mariner. So I went over there and I, I talked to Eris and they were more than happy to bring me over there. They were like, dude, glad to have you over here. You know, and it's like, you know, demo days, all this other little stuff. You know, I'm, I'm up at the store all the time. You know, people come in there and they're like, hey, man, I know you, blah, blah, blah. And, um, you know, I'm talking to the customers and all this other kind of stuff. You know, building a rapport with people, you know, that that's a big part of, you know, you may not be always be able to to build a rapport with your brand partner because you may get somebody that reaches out to you via email or a phone call or whatever it may be. But take that time to to build a relationship with them when you do get to speak to them. You know, call, check in, you know, send an email, send a text message every now and again. Hey, man, just wanted to check up on you, see how things are going. You know, just wanted to find out if you guys needed anything. You know, it's little things like that that go, you know, a long way, you know, and just just making sure that you're taking care of them the way that they're taking care of you. At the end of the day, that's what's going to create longevity with those relationships. And that's something that I've always done. Yeah, and that's good advice. One thing that I wanted to point out about 
not just your social media, because that bass fishing dude is more than just an Instagram account. It's a brand, yeah. right? You have your YouTube videos, you have Instagram. You also have um, your T-shirts, and uh, which I think is great. I'm actually wearing one right now. Buckets. That's that OG there's bucket. not a times. There's not a time for those that are watching on YouTube probably seeing this on my Instagram. There's not a day that I don't wear this. That everybody says I love that shirt. Um, you design them yourselves. Yeah. Um, and where did the? I mean, where did the inspiration come to brand yourself? Because honestly, of of all this content creators that I've seen, the way that you brand yourself, you really set yourself apart from the rest. I mean, where do you draw the inspiration? You design your own shirts, your videos, by the way, and I wanted to point this out too. I'm I'm like a movie critic. Like I'm a movie buff. I'll watch movies and I'll criticize the crap out of it and, and say what I like, what I don't like. I put a lot of emphasis on 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 the storyline, the arcs, the the acting and all that. So Whenever I watch YouTube videos, I, the same way, I'm like, you know, what is the content behind this and how, what's the quality? And your videos, I mean, I, I honestly believe John B is probably, regardless of how people might feel about him, his personality or him as a content creator, his YouTube videos are top notch. They're fishing wise. They're the yeah. best. There's the best, and and I know these he's changed cameraman and and editing uh, companies or personnel and that sometimes you can see in a quality video some of them not as quality as the other ones. I think lately this quality video has not been compared to the other ones have not been that great. But anyways, that's either here or there, like you mentioned. But your videos, I mean, I put them right up there. You make great quality content because, like you said, it's not just about catching fish it's not just about the struggle your b-rolls your um capturing the moment the essence of what you're doing i think um from a critical eye that's what i love about your videos tell me about your brand how did where the inspiration comes to make these videos design these shirts and um you know and have this products and merchandise that don't necessarily go with this is brandon maze but that bass fishing do yeah, man. So it all really just kind of came about just I, I one day, you know, just decided that I, I really wanted to leave a mark on this space, man. And it, and it was just, you know, in the beginning, it wasn't even about a brand at all. You know, I, I wanted to be a YouTuber. You know, that, when I first started this whole thing of being a brand or establishing a brand wasn't even a thought in my mind. You know, it wasn't even something that I even considered. You know, I wanted to be a YouTuber, but I, I realized really, really quickly and really early on that I did not actually want to be a YouTuber. I actually have no interest in being a YouTuber because I simply don't have the capacity to put out content like that as as frequently as you as required to be a YouTuber. Um, you know, there's a lot of redundant content that's on the Internet, you know, as far as videos go and things like that. And I don't want to be one of those people that are making that content. Like I get people all the time that say, oh, you should make bait tip videos and why there's a million of those on YouTube. Like literally just go look up somebody else and they make, why would I need to make that? Um, I have no interest in doing that. And I'm sure people are like, but yeah, but it'd be a little bit different because it's you, you know? And it's like, I mean, yeah, but again, it's, it's been rinsed and repeated so many times over. Like what different information could I tell you that tactical bassin isn't telling you or so-and-so, so-and-so isn't telling you. 
So I'm not interested in that type of content. But the branding piece of this came about was, you know, really, you know, really kind of solidifying this as a business and turning this into a brand is when I met Charlie. You know, um, Charlie is a marketer. He owns a marketing company. And, you know, Charlie, you know, because I, I always had this vision of this being something bigger than what it was. And, you know, just through my conversations with Charlie, you know, he was able to help me strategize and pivot this and turn it into a business, you know, to think about this as a business. You know, that that's that's the thing that I think a lot of people are missing in this in this space. You know, whenever you think about content creators, social media influencers, whatever it may be, you know, obviously the big, big, big name guys that are out there that are doing this type of stuff. Maybe not even the guys that are even in our niche, but. You know, they think about it as, as it's a business because that's what it is at the end of the day. I mean, if you're making money doing what 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 you're doing on the Internet, it's, it's a business. But um, a lot of people aren't thinking about it like that. You know, and in the beginning, I wasn't thinking about it like that. But he was able to, you know, kind of, you know, plant that seed in my mind that, you know, I could turn this into something so much bigger because I did have, you know, these ideas of things that I wanted to do. And he's helped. He's been you know, fundamental to me, you know, strategizing and, and been key to me putting this stuff together in the manner that it is and, and growing this to what it is today. Um, you know, a lot of it is, I mean, most of it is obviously my ideas and, you know, he just helps me put the, the pieces to the puzzle in a, in a way that I can actually act on them because Charlie will tell you, I'm a doer. Like we'll talk about something and Charlie will be like, well, you can do that ABC way or you can do it you know, CDE. And it's like, I pick a way and I just go, I see an objective and I go through it. And he's like, you know, that's one thing I love about you is that, you know, I can tell you how to do something and you just go. He's like, if there's no thinking about it, there's no extra, you know, waiting around, beating around the bush with it. It's let's do it, you know, boom, let's get it and let's make it happen. And, um, and that's what it's always, you know, it's been like that, you know, since I since I met him, you know, and I I really owe a lot of this to, to Charlie, you know, his his brain power behind, you know, his marketing mind has um has been again, it's been key to helping me kind of pivot this and turn it into a business and a brand. But you know, the branding and all that stuff is it's all it's been my idea, you know. I've, I've always been that way when it comes to things that I that I do when it comes to hobbies. It's like, you know, I always start, you know, putting all this branding together, you know, logos and designs and all this other little stuff. But again, at the, in the beginning, I wasn't thinking about it like that as, as this, this could be a brand. But, you know, he helped me establish that. And he helped me establish in my mind that this is a brand, you know, and branding myself as a product, you know, out here. I'm a product of my brand. And, um, you know, just going with that and, and, and staying on that that track is, and that path is what's, is what's brought this to what it is today. You know, it's, it's given me the ability, again, to work with, you know, these these really, really big brands, you know, really, really great brands. Even whenever I wasn't even this big, you know, I was doing, you know, work with Columbia PFG when I was at like 3000 followers. You know, you know, I've done multiple campaigns with, with Columbia PFG, you know, other big name brands that are out there as well. And um, when I was a much smaller creator, and I'm, these are like big paid deals too. These weren't like you know, oh, we'll give you two hundred dollars to do this. This is like this is thousands of dollars on the table, you know, to do some of these campaigns. And I was a small guy at the time, and uh, but I mean, it's it's been great. You know, it's been fundamental to you know to growing this and you know turning this into what it is, and continuing to build on that as we continue to push forward through this. You know, we set up business goals and. You know, we have a content strategy and things like that. We plan basically our whole year out 
at the beginning of the year, you know, um, you know, come like January, you know, December, January timeframe, we basically have an entire content strategy set up for the entire year, what we plan on doing. And um, we just hit those objectives as they come, scratch them off. One thing that I really appreciate and respect about you, and this is for those out there listening, I think this is really what I want everybody to understand that really uh, is the essence of Brandon Mays. Now you've built this brand and now you're using some of that resources to help on a cause that's very close to you personally. And that is the autism awareness. And I want you to speak about that because I know the where the proceeds go and I know all the hard work that it's involved with it, talking with you. And it is an investment on your resources that you've worked hard to achieve. And now you're using those to put something that's more important than that bass fishing dude or Brandon Mays, and that is the autism awareness. I want you to tell us a little bit about that. How did that idea came up? How why is it it's so important to you to build this brand and how to build this awareness? And how can people help? Yeah, man, most definitely. So, you know, I've worked with special needs kids since my days in the military, you know, whether it's been volunteering with Special Olympics, coaching Special Olympics, you know, all the way back when I was in the Army, you know, I, I had been doing this. Got out of the military, you know, doing the same thing as well. My son is on the spectrum. You know, my son is 15 years old. He um, He's on the autism spectrum. He's high functioning. Um, so he's he's pretty normal for the most part, but he's he's real quirky, <laughs> super smart. Um, he loves to read. He's really into um, writing and you know history is his really really big hobbies. Not overly overly interested in the outdoors. He does like to kayak, um, fishing occasionally, camping and things like that. But he's obviously your your typical teenager video gaming it up all day long. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Um, super lazy, of course. But um, the whole autism awareness campaign thing kind of came about whenever, you know, I started, you know, this this whole thing, you know, with the fishing, you know, it's like, you know, whenever my platform really started to take off and I started to grow, you know, about three years ago, you know, I, I had this idea that I, I really wanted to, to do something to, you know, give back to the community. And it just so happens, you know, I work for Raising Cane. So, you know, fishing is not my my day-to-day, you know, this is not my full-time thing. I have a full-time corporate job. Um, I work in information security. Um, I work for Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers right here in DFW, uh, the Plano headquarters. And um, we have a guy that works up there. His name is Joseph. And um, he's on the spectrum. And uh, he came from this organization, um, Austin's Autistic Adventures, which is a local nonprofit right here in DFW that supports teens and young adults on the spectrum. 
And um, so one day, you know, I, when I had met Joseph, when I first started working at Cane's, you know, I found out about this organization. I was like, oh, that's really, really cool. You know, at the time, my son was like 12, you know, 11, 12 years old. So he couldn't he couldn't be a part of the organization yet because he's not old enough. But, um, you know, I was like, that's really, really neat. I was like, you know, how did, because I, you know, started asking people, so how did Joseph get started up here? And they're like, oh, he came from this organization, blah, 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 blah. It's like, cool. So just so happens one day, you know, a few weeks later, a month or a couple months later, they were up there doing a, um, a, a office tour. Our office is really, really cool. Um, we got all this really cool stuff up there. So, you know, people, we get visitors all the time that want to come and take a tour of the office and things like that. So, um, that's what Austin's Autistic Adventures do. They they um, provide social interactions for their members. You know, they do everything from job shadowing, they, you know, office tours, um, they go to, you know, social events, amusement parks, whatever it may be, dinners, whatever. They do all these different things, you know, to provide social opportunities for children with, you know, the, the members, teens and young adults with autism and, you know, Asperger's and all kinds of other stuff that's on the spectrum. And the reason why that's important is because um, those kids are usually pretty antisocial. And that's because, you know, that's just a part of the trait of being on the spectrum is they're not very social or they lack social interpersonal skills. So, you know, having an organization like Austin's Autistic Adventures that that provides these types of um, opportunities for them, it it makes them better you know, in the end, it, it provides them an opportunity to be social and be around other people, be around, um, I hate to use the term normal people because they're normal just like everybody else, but, um, but, you know, be around, you know, just other things other than themselves all the time or, or interacting with each other all the time. They get to interact with people like you and me um, in a normal, in a, a, an external normal environment. So, you know, just so happened that they were up there one day and I and I, I came downstairs and I saw all of them down there and I met Jamie, who's the founder of the organization, and I got to talking to her. And I was just like, you know, you know, we had a really cool conversation and you're not, you know, it's like, you know, this is a really good opportunity for me to try to help them out. You know, it's a nonprofit organization, you know, they they run solely on donations. So I was like, you know, I got this really big social media following. I was like, I could use that to help raise some money for them. And so, you know, I told her about it. She loved the idea of it. And I was like, cool, that's what I'm going to do. I was like, um, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And so, you know, I talked to Charlie about it. And Charlie was like, dude, let's do it. No brainer. Let's go. So I was like, what I want to do is I was going to make, I want to do a t-shirt campaign, you know, and I'll sell a t-shirt, you know, we'll design a t-shirt and then we'll sell that t-shirt and we'll donate a hundred percent of the profits that we make off of that t-shirt to this organization. So he was like, bro, let's do it. Let's make it happen. So designed a t-shirt first year. This is year one. Really sick t-shirt. Um, we ended up selling that t-shirt um, and we made $1,000. We raised $1,000 the first year for the organization. Presented that check to Jamie and the organization. They were obviously absolutely ecstatic over it. And, um, you know, I didn't know where this was going to go at the time. I didn't know how big this was going to get. You know, I didn't know who all was going to get behind this or, or how we were going to continue to down this path. But I was like, it doesn't matter what we're going to do every year come April, because April is Autism Awareness Month. We are going to do this T-shirt campaign moving forward and we're going to raise as much po- money as possible to give to this organization. And, and, you know, the thing is, is like, you know, people are probably thinking, oh, well, why this organization? 
why not, you know, Autism Speaks or, you know, one of these other big national organizations. And the reality of it is, is, yeah, I could have, we could have chosen, you know, a national organization that, you know, could have benefited, you know, so many more people potentially. But the reality of it is, is that I, I wanted to see those dollars that we raise go to work immediately. You know, because when you think about these big national brands, these big national organizations, you know, they get millions of dollars a year and you never really get to see where that money goes. You know, you don't know where that money is going. You know, sure, they tell you that they're using it for this, that or that, you know, not to say that they're not using it for this. But, you know, you don't get to see those dollars go to work. You know, and I knew that by partnering with this nonprofit that's right here in my backyard, people that I can go and talk to, I get to see these people. I can interact with them. I can see exactly where these dollars are going immediately. I get we get to make an immediate impact on this organization. So that's why it was important for me to partner with Austin's Autistic Adventures. So first year we sold that T-shirt, we raised a thousand dollars. Second year rolls around, we start prepping, get it ready, go early. You know, we design another stupid sick T-shirt, and every year is different. Shirts different every single year. Second year, we raised $2,500 or $2,250 the second year, but Private Water Fishing, one of my brand partners, they ended up matching our donation amount, which brought our total for the, the campaign money that we raised to $4,500 year two. So, you know, my goal has always been to double, you know, our, our raised amount every single year. So, you know, year two, we raised $2,250. So we doubled year one, you know, then it got matched. This year, you know, we set um, a goal of $5,000. And, um, you know, this campaign this year has been on a roll, man. I mean, my brand partners have been on top of it. You know, they've gotten involved. You know, we are got shirts going out the door. I mean, people are all over, even with, you know, the diminished reach, <laughs> you know, because my, my reach and, you know, is diminished on Instagram, you know, just simply because, you know, they, they control it. You know, if, if I'm, if, if you're not pumping out the content that they want you to pump out, they'll just shut your reach off. So even with that, this campaign is still on fire, man. We, we're, we're almost to our goal and, you know, we're not even halfway through the month yet, you know? So, you know, that, that's a big, big part of this is, you know, to make this as big as possible every single year for this organization, because they deserve it. You know, they they're, they're doing a great service to these kids. You know, and there's no other organization like that in the country, you know, that's doing what they're doing. And um, so, you know, that's why it's important to me. And that's why I, I will continue to do this campaign every single year. But this year's shirt is awesome. I mean, we designed this, you know, I'm a kayak angler. So, you know, we got the kayak, we got the cross paddles in the back. You got the kid, you know, with the puzzle piece silhouette holding up that big fish. And, the, and you know, the the um, quote is see the able, you know, not the label, you know, because, you know, people, you know, oh, he's autistic. They're autistic. Blah, blah, blah. That, that doesn't mean anything. They're just like everybody else, you know, so see the able in them and not the label, you know, so, you know, my motto is, you know, help me, you know, by, you know, being a part of this campaign is, you know, help me, you know, bring the world to autism and autism to the world, you know, because it's important that people that don't understand you know, what autism is, you know, they, they know more about it, you know, because that is super important. But, um, you know, it, it's been a ton of fun, man. I, I really do enjoy doing this. I, I love being able to give back to the community. I love being in the position that I'm in to be able to give back to the community. And that, and that's another big piece of this, you know, that I should explain is that 
this is not a me thing. You know, this is a we thing. You know, whenever, you know, we think about this whole campaign as a whole and what we are doing, you know, at the end of the campaign, whenever I present that check to Austin's Autistic Adventures for the amount of money that we raise, it's not here's a check for X, Y, Z from that bass fishing group. It's like, no, this is from the TBFD gang, which is everybody that encompasses, you know, this whole platform and everything that I do in social media and fishing. You know, it's, it's from everybody. This is from us. This is not from me. It's from we, you know, so that's what's really important to me, man, is that it, it allows, you know, us to do something great for this organization and not just me. And uh, that's where I get a lot of enjoyment from it. You're on mute. Can't hear you. Sorry, I, keep, I keep my allergies are still clean, so I don't want to be sniffing while no, you're talking. But I keep turning off and on and off. But anyway, one thing that I really appreciate about what you said is that you lo you chose a local um, charity group. You know, the ones you local because a it's for the you know you represent the community around you. So yeah. why don't we leave the money in the community um, that that is helping? those um and raising awareness so i think that's a big factor the other thing is and i've i've read this article for example and not to crap on anybody's field but you looked at the nfl right the nfl has that um uh, fannie mae foundation which is yeah. the council awareness if you ever read an article about it it's sad because it's you i think the actual percentage of the donations that go actually to breast cancer research is something like 10%. Yeah. People say, well, how can, you know, that be if it's a nonprofit of organizations write off. It's all about write off. You know, if you can put it on a paper, that's a write off. That's good enough for the IRS. And it's sad because you see all these big corporations like the NFL, which is supposedly another um, uh, nonprofit organization, if you believe that. And again, I love football. Don't get me wrong. I love my Chicago bears. I root for them every year. But the point that I'm trying to make is I appreciate you that you're choosing a local organization that takes care of our community here in the DFW area. And that actually the money that you are raising, because actually it's the money that people, your followers are donating, that it is actually going to go to autism awareness. It's not yep. going to go to some write-off um, get-rich scheme that a lot of this big name that people really drink the Kool-Aid and think that Fannie Mae is really out there when it's actually not when you, <laughs> and, the, and it's information out there. I encourage anybody that's going to donate in money into anything. Find out before you start, you know, unless you're just doing it for the tax break, that's another thing. But really, if you can do it to some organization that's really hundred percent going to what it is that it's designed to, then I completely support that and that's something that I wanted to highlight because anybody that's listening that wants to buy one of the um, t-shirts that you are putting out there to help this campaign, they should know that this goes a hundred percent of the money they invested into the autism awareness program. It's not for any individual, and I think that's very important to highlight. I wouldn't bring you on board to talk about it if I didn't believe that, and I truly believe that. Do give you the utmost respect for that because again, you could be using your resources to sell more shirts that encompass the bass fishing dude brand, 
but yet you've decided to set aside some of those resources for something that's bigger than all of us. And I appreciate that. And I think I'm proud to help you spread the word on that. Where can people, um, you know, donate and, and get their hands on those t-shirts and help out? So um, there's actually a, a page on my website. You can go to thatbassfishingdude.com. Uh, the first hero image that you see as soon as you go to the website, it says you'll see a big old hero image of me with the whole organization, all the kids, you know, that were involved um, in the day on the water, which is another piece of this. Um, right there on the on the top of my website, you'll see a link that says learn more. You just click that button. It's going to take you to a whole page where you can read up on the campaign. You can scroll down and you can see all of the accomplishments that we've made over the last you know two, three years. This is the third year going. Um, and you can purchase a shirt right there from that page. You know, it'll take you, you can, it's a, you got the option for either a t-shirt, a hoodie, you know, for you Northerners that got those longer than normal winters. Um, and there's a youth size t-shirt as well for the kids. If you got, you know, some, some children that are on the spectrum or you just got your kids want to, you know, represent the campaign as well. Um, just grab your shirt. You know, I use a, a print on demand service. So the, basically what you're paying for when you buy the shirt is, is, you're paying for the shirt, clearly. Um, the cost of the shirt and the production cost goes back to the company. Um, but the profits from that shirt, 100% of the profits from that purchase is what's being donated to the organization. And so, that's yeah. really big. Yeah. And I am i don't know if this is going to work on the recording, but I'm trying to share the picture. If you're watching on, on our Facebook group or um and Paddle and Finn or on our YouTube channel, Paddle and Finn, you can see um, the website is That Bass Fishing Dude. Um, and again, you can help out and find out more about these organizations. So again, Brandon, that is awesome what you're doing. And, uh, you know, we, we want to see it grow. We want to we want you to achieve the goals because at the end of the days, the goals are for the community and those that um, could really use the, the help in this matter. 100%. And it's a small organization, too. This is not some big, huge organization. You know, we have, um, so, second piece to all of this, you know, I don't, I don't know if you had some other stuff before I jump into this, but um, the day on the water thing. Yep. But, um, Go ahead. So, there's a second piece to all of this that we actually started last year, um, where we introduced the organization to paddle sports and fishing. So, um we um we took the org out on a huge private lake with you know we had 14 kayaks and you know fishing rods and all that other kind of stuff we had 12 kids from the organization because again this is not a huge organization it's a small organization there 12 kids um and their their parents and their immediate family so we have 50 total people come out to this thing uh, last year and you know these are kids that mind you have extremely poor motor skills or no motor skills at all that have never been on a kayak most of them have never even probably seen a kayak and bro when i tell you that these kids got on these kayaks and they took to it like a duck to water it's probably the most amazing thing on the planet to watch and be and be a part of man like to get out here on the water and you know get these kids in a kayak and you know help them learn how to paddle and you know you know, learn to balance themselves in the boat and just go out here and just see them paddling around. And there's actually a video of this on the, on the page as well. It's all the way at the bottom. You'll be able to watch that video because there is media behind us. You know, we film all of this and, you know, document it as well for you guys to see where you're, you know, your, what, what your money is actually benefiting. And, um, 
but dude, it was amazing, man. It was it was probably one of the biggest, most my, one of my favorite things of the year. And we're gonna do that again this year in June. Uh, really, really looking forward to that again this year. Um, but yeah, man, the day on the water is another big piece to this, and that's where we we present them with the big cardboard check. We've obviously already given them the money, but you know, this is where you know we put the big cardboard check up so that the families and everybody that's there can see. Hey, you know, we, you know, as a whole. Uh, brought you know this donation to you guys and this is what we bring into your order so yeah man and a uh, big uh, shout out to private waters fishing who again matched the donation that's really big on them um and again if you want to find out for those out there listening if you want to find out more information check out if you didn't catch the og live show live every thursday this past thursday with brandon that bass fishing dude and jay randall and um brian schiller you can go to Paddle and Finn and research that episode. Again, that was on last Thursdays. Um, last week's Thursday, it was a live show. So you can find out more. Brandon was there to talk about this um, big event and how people can help out. It has more details on it. Brandon, I mean, honored to have you on the podcast as always. Yeah, um, bro. Thank you. I, I appreciate what you do, man. You, you know, our our relationship here is more than just me following you and you coming on to the podcast. We're you're, you're like a brother to me in a lot of ways. And, and I always appreciate the time that you take to, you know, talk fishing, talk, so, um, uh, content creation, talk social media, and we wish you the best moving forward, especially with the autism awareness, man. We really want to hope. I know my t-shirt is coming. It's on its way. I just got the email today. I was hoping I'd get it before the uh for this recording, but I didn't. But anyways, the important thing is the money's gonna go to where I know it's gonna be used in a way where it's gonna help our family. So that's the biggest thing. So I appreciate what you're doing, man. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, man. Brandon, before I let you go, I know I've had you for more than an hour now. Obviously, I want to give you a chance to um take a few minutes to thank all your sponsors, anybody you want to thank. I know the you you have a long list of quality sponsors, so I'll give you as much time as you want. Yeah, man, I just wanted to give a humongous shout out, man, to you know to everybody that rocks with the TBFD gang, man. Thank you, all the listeners, you know, that are checking this podcast out. Thank you, Armando, for having me on here. You know, shout out to Real Tree Fishing, shout out to NRS, shout out to Mariner Sales, shout out to um, uh, Hobie Fishing. You know, shout out to Charlie, you know, for for being in my corner, man. Shout out to uh, man, dude, there's so many. It's it, shouts out to William over at BRD Custom. You know, shouts out to to the whole squad, man. Thank you all so much, Nakwa, everybody that's been a big part of this. You know, helping me, um, helping me be successful out here on the water and allowing me to do the things that I. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal: develop high quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com And allow me to represent you know, a lot of your great brands. Um, I'm really appreciative of it, man. I look forward to all the great things that we get to accomplish out here. And uh, I'm just having fun doing this, man. And again, thank you for, for having me on the podcast, bro. Uh, man, thank you for blessing the podcast once again, man. It's a pleasure to have you on. 
always love talking to you and hanging out with you on the water and off the water. So I really appreciate you taking the time. Big shout out to Charlie, a boy, Charlie Digital Wells. Go follow him too, sure. at Digital Wells. Absolutely. And if, you, and if you're looking for a marketing director or a marketing company, get in contact with Charlie Wells. At New Wells. starter. There you go. There you go. So once again, for those out there listening, we really appreciate it. Once again, check out my sponsor, Douglas Outdoors. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com to check out the full lineup of a low-ass matrix and fly fishing rod. If you're going to be on the water, wear your PFDs. If you're going to have a few beers while you're on the water, please do drink responsibly and take good care of yourself, guys. Have a great week, everyone. Peace. Peace. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chasing the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.